Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast brought to you by and powered by AdCraft Custom Apparel and Merch, the best in the business since 1974. Gearing up for those tournament web stores and those uh, summer camp web stores for, for all the football teams that are hosting them and outfitting a ton of people across the nation. Tonight, we've got head coach Bill Rochelle tonight from St. Thomas. Coach, how you doing? Good. How about you? Not bad at all. Man, you know, for the last couple of years, uh, I, I think we, we've we've... We've had you on, at least two out of the last three years anyway, and we've been talking over the last four or so years, y'all need to watch St. Thomas, y'all need to watch St. Thomas, and all of a sudden, wham, here you are. And, you know, yes, it, it, you know, do you fall a little bit short of where you want to be? Absolutely, you want to be in the playoffs, but... To come out of out of the sun like this, um, and to do this, it's got to be a nice feeling from a from a thirty thousand foot view. You know, being at this spot this soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's what we intended. It's what you said from the beginning. What better place to start a, a football program than South Florida, right? So um, our goals have always been high since we started the program, and we play in a great conference. I, I think hopefully we're starting to get the recognition recognition that the conference deserves down here. That uh, you keep saying, look out for St. Thomas. You might want to tell some of those Raiders uh, in the Midwest that think they've had football since it was invented uh, to to look out for the Sun Conference and and see what we offer down here. That we have some really good football teams, really good conference, and uh, it's prepared us, I think, to be at the national level. To to lose four games over the last two years. Last year, we lost two games by less than five points uh, each, or by five points each exactly. So um, it's it's right on par of, of what our expectations are. And I, I everybody keeps asking me, oh, you're going to be really good. You're going to be really good. Well, I, I think we have a really good football team. I I, I'm, I think we do. Uh, I'm pretty sure we do. But until we get out there and start playing some games, and especially to, to make it through our conference, any given week, you, you got to play a great team. So uh to get through our conference and to continue to play well, that's our goal, and, and hopefully we can set ourselves up to to get into this expanded playoff somehow. To be fair, I think Baker may have been there at that first collegiate football game, but, you know, I don't know that for sure. They've been around a minute. Um, a lot I'm of sure. <laughs> and probably those same guys are still voting, like when, when, when whoever used to be good about 20 years ago. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get out there and prove whatever we have to. Absolutely. And honestly, you went out there last season – early and you to me really proved it early with you know going to St. Xavier and going to their place 
and beating them, and not just beating them, but beating them solidly by by three touchdowns. Talk to me about the the confidence boost that that, that gives you early on in your season. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a great win for us. They're they're a really good football program, and I, I joke around and say that stuff. But historically, they've they've been good, and they made the playoffs, and they have a good team. So I, I think that set us up for where we where we intend to be to compete nationally. And we've set up our schedule this year to to get more teams like that on the schedule to continue to to, to try to make ourselves better and, and get where we need to go, but also put us ourselves in a position to. To, to be in the mix when, when the season's over. So it was a, it was a great win there and, and wish we could have got a couple other ones that we were close on to, to win the conference and, and not leave any, anything to doubt of trying to get one of those at large bids. Cause there, there are a great, a lot of great teams in the NAI. So I, I understand it, that we're not the only people that may have been frustrated or thought that we should have had something different happen to us. But at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta win your games. Yeah, and talking about that schedule coming up, we'll jump right to it and we'll head back to last year's schedule in a minute. But I mean, you're if if I remember correctly, you're you're playing St. Xavier again, correct? Or, no, that that okay. was only a one-off one deal for us to go up there. I know you're playing um, Carol, so we haven't released it yet. But since we haven't released it yet, but since you're the the inside guy, and it'll be the first one to probably retweet it for us online here in the next week or two. Uh, we're actually headed out to Carroll, Montana, to to take them on uh, up in Montana, and we actually were going to uh, Texas Wesleyan as well. So kind of right in that that ballpark of where we finished the season with Texas Wesleyan not getting in, Carroll kind of getting in by winning the league out there, and kind of all in the same who knows what ranking, but in in that same system area, we we should hopefully uh, have that opportunity that we're just. Look forward to playing some great competition and some really good teams, and, and that's where our schedule ended up this year. To be fair, we have already had Coach, uh, Coach Prudhomme and the, and the folks from, um, from Carroll on, and, and both of them were actually really excited to play y'all as well. So the feeling is mutual there. Um, you know, uh, it, it almost reminds me of, and, and everyone's going to cringe when I say this, but, you know, 1980s Florida State, if you don't get the recognition that you deserve, then go take your show on the road and go prove it. And sometimes that's what you got to do right. in the NAI. No, and I, I think whenever you have a coach's poll or a media poll or any type of poll, you're, you're, you're going to have some of that that not every, and especially at our level, right, that everybody doesn't get to see every single game and not that they do it the division one highest FBS level, like you're talk, talking about with Florida state. So um, for us, we're, like I said, we're kind of all in that ballpark of, of continuing to prove ourselves and where our programs are at right now. And um, we had aspirations. We, we, uh, I went through the top 25 and said, who can we play? And um, it didn't matter if we were year one or year going into year five at this point that to, you have to challenge your football team and, and play the best competition possible. So even if you're excluding the playoffs and the postseason and everything else, I think you have to you have to play those great teams uh, to to try to make sure that your guys know how to win and how to play in those games. So whenever that opportunity does exist, you're you're prepared for it. And your guys know how to function and operate when you're when you're playing a great opponent. Well, one of the things that uh, jumps out at me or jumped out at me last year was the the not only do you get your first win against Southeastern, kind of the 
one of the, the big standard bearers of the Sun Conference. You do it twice. First at your place, and then at the end of the season, you go to their place and you do it. Um, talk to me about, you know, kind of notching those those Sun Conference opponents there and, and finally getting the, the, the fire off your back there. No, they have a great program. They have, especially down here in Florida, kind of the start of what became of the Sun Conference. I know Weber's had football for quite a while, but as the Sun Conference has grown, um, Southeastern's kind of been a mainstay there. So it was nice to get a couple of those wins. I, I When we were working it out, I, I don't think any of us wanted to play each other twice, regardless of the outcome. But for me, it was the only one that made sense in the schedule because as you spoke on it before, going into year four, I know I needed some of those good games. That's why we went up to Chicago to, to play St. Xavier, uh, having Southeastern twice if we had to do it. They've been a, uh, a team that's been at the top of our conference to to get some of those quality opponents and things like that. But um, it, it's a rough go to play them twice and then also have to uh, fight with Ave Maria and Florida Memorial that's been getting better and, and Weber and Warner that it's it's a there's there's a lot of different scenarios in there that can get you, but it, it was two good wins. Um, it's not something that we want to do every year. We we don't we're not playing anybody twice this year. Uh, if it happens in the playoffs by some reason when when it's all said and done, it it is what it is. But for the regular season, I, I don't think it's fair to the guys either that we're trying to do uh, everything we can to to fill our schedule. But um, as we talked before, it's uh, not a lot of people. This, we're starting to play better, and, and Kaiser's done obviously a really good job, and Southeastern and some other teams. It's it's not easy to get some of these guys to come down to Florida, so that's we're kind of willing to go anywhere we have to, but we got to kind of get some of those home games as well. So, and I know it's it's going to be kind of a you know something you you don't want to look at, but I just want to kind of feel out how y'all were feeling selection Sunday and how that all went down. Were you kind of thinking that? Um, you know, you, you, you had a shot or, or did you kind of have a feeling you might be team 17? Um, our guys were excited. I think I, I wasn't as optimistic. I, I kind of, I mean, you have your hope and everything else that you, you, you get through the last game and we're getting into Saturday night, Sunday morning. I told all the guys, Hey, this is, it's going to be tight right now. Uh, we're not going to do a big watch party because I, I, I just wasn't completely confident that that's the way it was going to work. And it was mostly just looking at everything. Um, I thought we had a really good shot. And then when some of those teams started to win behind us, even though we were at the uh, whatever we were at that point, 15 or four, uh, whatever our ranking was uh, or is, I guess, for that matter. Um, when some of those teams behind us started to win and, were get, I knew they were going to get the automatic qualifiers from their conference. I knew it was going to be kind of a long shot because there were there were some really good teams at that top half that uh, in the top ten that deserved to, to be there without their autom- as they got large bids that their conference champion won and maybe they only had one loss to the conference champion which ended up being the same as us. But I, I get it. So um, I, I talked to Coach Soch afterwards that does our ratings and stuff and he, he kind of explained to me some of the conversations and I, I respect all that stuff, but it just, it leaves that bittersweet feeling for you. I mean, for me as a coach, I was disappointed, but as a coach, I'm disappointed for our guys and who knows who can win on any given day and what kind of run you could make when the playoffs start. But just, just that experience that you have going to the postseason and especially doing it for the first time, 
uh, I felt for those guys that luckily we, we talked a little bit before the call started here that we got a good number of guys coming back, but the, the couple that obviously were ending their football career, essentially you, you feel for them. And um, I, I kind of told the story to some of my staff that work with me that I was fortunate enough to win three national championships as a college football player. It was an unbelievable experience. And, and it was, it was at the point there, it was almost expected that that's how it works. And when I first started coaching, um, I, I was at a school out in Iowa, uh, Division Three school, Co College, and we made the playoffs for like the first time in god awful amount of years. And to see the excitement on those kids' faces of, and the questions they have of like, well, what happens next, and how do we go, and who do we play, and when all those questions that come into play of something that's just brand new and exciting like that, it was it was kind of a breath of fresh air. It was. For me, when I played, it was just like, okay, here we go. It's week 11 or week 12 or whatever we're in now. We're just, we keep playing until Christmas time and, and hope we win the whole thing. So um, just disappointed for our guys that way, but uh, understand that there's a lot to prove and a lot of motivation and uh, a lot of expectations and you got to live up to all that now. Well, you talk about the guys you've got coming back and you're right. You've got a slew of them again uh, that, that are coming back. Offensively, you've got Skill players on skill players. You've got two all conference linemen that are that are coming back. First team all conference linemen at that, and Jace Collins and Jared Noble that are coming back. Uh, Saquon Nopierre and Cleetri Zhao at wide receiver. Rontavius Farmer, fifteen hundred yard rusher run, at running back. The only thing that you haven't quite gotten yet in place um, is is your quarterback Tyler uh, Thomas is leaving, and so you you gotta replace the the most important guy on the offensive side of the ball so how's that looking for you uh at, at the end of april here well we had a good spring and we got a couple guys they're kind of they're battling it out and um had a great off season great spring ball uh we'll see uh i mean they'll, they'll be around this summer to continue to, to develop and work on some timing with the wide receivers and stuff like that so i'm, I'm excited for them uh, great for, grateful for Tyler of helping us build this program. He's he's actually going to continue on with us as a graduate assistant. Um, so that's it's always nice that the first couple years we're scrambling to grab guys off of uh, from other staff people that we know, guys we played with, who do you have graduating that wants to get into coaching. Um, so now we've actually groomed some of our own guys to be able to continue to help us build the program here. So I'm excited to kind of start a new chapter with Tyler and, and our relationship and his involvement with the program. But um, we got a really good running back coming back. We lost one offensive lineman out of the guys that played a uh, majority of the time. So if you can run the ball, which, which we intend to, uh, it, it hopefully takes some pressure off your quarterback and allows that guy to, to, to find a way and, and get it done. And I, I preach to these guys all the time. And it's what Tyler's done. If you ask Tyler himself, he'll probably tell you, he was an all-conference player, did a really great job for us throughout his career. A um, lot of scoring, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, but it wasn't like he was Michael Vick or uh, some Pro Bowl quarterback out of there. Um, within our offense, if you just manage the system and make smart decisions, um, you're, you're going to have a really good year for us and a good career, and uh, some of those other guys will make plays for you and, and work all together to, to help you figure it out. Defensively, you've got an absolute slew of of defensive bodies coming back uh including your defensive line which my stars returning donnell bennett nicholas engler and khalil bryant all three of them first team all conference selections 
Uh, Kendall Wilson at your linebacker position. Sidney Porter and Ja'Cory Austin in your defensive backfield. I mean, it's just it's a plethora of riches for you in, at every level of, of your defense. Talk to me about you know getting even more nasty on defense. No, no, those guys did a great job. Um, Alex Gray and I have been together for a long time as our defensive coordinator, and um, he does a great job with them. And uh, Our defense might shape up a little bit different than we've looked in previous years, or it might be the same once we get the pieces out there and fit them all together. Like you said, we do have a lot of guys coming back, but um, what's in the best interest uh, of, of making it even better? You know, And we've done the same thing throughout the spring, and those guys have played well and continue to develop and fine-tune some things. So, um, again, it's, it's like our offense, and I think our team in general, that our expectations are high, and they know that, and they have high expectations for themselves and their teammates and um, what they can accomplish. So to have, have that D-line back, is, it's, it's a, a great thing for us, and now it's kind of continuing to develop uh, the depth that we need, the, some of the younger guys that uh, we're fortunate that about the only thing I can be happy right now out of the COVID situation is that I got all these guys coming back for a fifth year that I might, that I wouldn't have potentially had. Uh, so um, I, I guess that's the blessing in disguise of everything we went through. And, and more importantly, everything that these, these students went through, uh, but we're excited to have them back and, and have them lead and, and continue to build our program. So it's uh, sustainable for, for a long time when they're not here as well. Well, Coach, I know one thing, and you just talked about it here, is you know how COVID has impacted the rosters. Do you, do you see this really as a as a win for for younger programs like yours, like a Florida Memorial? Um, you know, potentially. Well, Thomas is a little too young uh, starting out, but a, a team like uh, that that's that's kind of still building that roster up to get an additional year to, to pack depth in? Because, I mean, you can have great frontline starters, but if you're not able to build in depth over the years in recruiting, then, then you're going to have a bare cupboard in five years. Right. No, I, I think so. Like, And it depends how you start your football program, too. That we're unique. That I think the first time we ever spoke, this is the second time that the president and I have built a football program together. And a lot of times when you start a program, for example, like um, when some other programs start, you take that redshirt year and you get all the guys in, so you still almost have them for five, and but you get four years to play with them. For us, if it was a little bit different, that we hit the ground running and recruited a whole bunch of guys right now throughout the summer, whatever we had to do to populate the program. And the guys that graduated from high school in June were playing for us varsity football at the college level in August. So this kind of just added that extra year of, of, I guess that they, of growing up a little bit that they may have missed by redshirting essentially their, their freshman year, uh, their true freshman year. Um, but I, it's nice to, to have them all back. I, it, and even with Tyler, like I said, and some of these other guys, Mike Torrance and um, uh, Keon Phillips and uh, Erton uh, Chatelain, and just uh, we we did have some seniors that aren't going to be back this year that are graduating and have some other things going on and just ready for that other part of their life, really. Um, so you hate to see them go, but it's still almost not real because this is all, for St. Thomas football. Uh, this is all I've had for four years now, right? So it's it's been awesome. 
Uh, once those guys aren't in the room anymore, it's going to be back to your normal college football coach where you you cycle through those guys every four years and they weren't necessarily your starters for four years because you had older guys and things like that. So uh, it's been great to have them. I, I love every one of them, uh, but it, it'll all circle itself out. But I think it, if anything positive has come out of COVID and, and all the uh, things that these guys missed and lost and everything else, at least as they finish their degree or for probably 80% of the guys we have coming back, they're going to have the opportunity to start their master's degree. So that, that's awesome to, to not only be able to continue to play college football, but be even at a higher degree uh, upon graduation or upon completion of your time with us than just having your bachelor's after four years or something. Well, Coach, I've been watching the program. Obviously, when, when you first started, you, you were playing games uh, you know, on a high school field, and, and you get that on-campus facility with, with its turf, and you get that massive scoreboard that you, I think you teased last last time we were on. That thing is a beauty. You've got naming rights on, on AutoNation Field now, and it's, 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 uh, it's good stuff there. What's, what's next in the works for, for y'all uh, stuff-wise down there? Um, well, yeah, AutoNation's been an awesome partner. Uh, we probably have a monstrosity of a scoreboard out there that's awesome that we, uh, they, uh, our great partners with AutoNation wanted the biggest scoreboard, I think, down here in South Florida that didn't involve the Miami Dolphins or Hard Rock Stadium. So, um, but it's been great. We just put in a, another brand new turf field that's, that, that's able to be used right now with a, a state-of-the-art track around it. Uh, the, so we have two turf fields with a, a brand new track um, for, for all of our athletic teams. The next step for football now is we, we have to finish off the stadium. So uh, we, we've made it a, a home venue. We have good seating. It's, it's not like it's some Bush League park that you're playing at a middle school or something that I, I think we've created a, a good venue for, for all of our sports team and our competitions and things like that. But the icing on the cake now is – we have a good locker room. It's, it's probably better than other places that you may find. Um, but at the end of the day, it's always been temporary for us. Um, our athletic training room, it, it gets the job done and we get our guys the treatment they need and everything else, but maybe something a little more state of the art that way that would go into the new stadium. And we had a brand new weight room that we built and opened up after the your first year and a half of the football program or so. That, but we've outgrown that before we even probably stepped foot in it with all of our different athletic teams. So um, the next step is to raise the funds in order to, to actually finish out the stadium around the turf field and the, the scoreboard and everything else. And um, kind of, I told our guys from day one, um, and I've, I've told our, our new recruits this as well, but that the guys that showed up and built this program with us, we told them, I'm not going to promise you anything, but our intention is to have a turf field before you graduate from here. And we did that. And I've told the next set of guys, like, hey, again, I've, we've said this before. I'm not going to promise you anything, but our intention is to build out a stadium before you finish your four years with us to, to have that experience and to add to your experience. Because at the end of the day, a building and a field, a building's never won a football game. It's about the people that you have in your program, uh, your staff. Uh, your administration, probably most importantly, and your players, probably just as importantly. Um, so to, to have great people is how we built our program and started to have some success. Um, but I, I do want that for the guys because it does add to your experience and, and make it more fun and, and everything else. But it's not the it's not the end all be all.
Well, Coach, we know that in in football and life and in your faith, if if you're not pressing ahead and moving, you, you know, moving on down the road, you're going to be falling behind. Life does drag you backwards. So, what area of of your program, whether it be on the field or off the field, are y'all really focusing on in uh, in 2023? Um, I. I haven't really decided what our, I don't know if you want to call it a mantra or what, what our, everybody's got their little, I mean, we've been raised the standard and set the standard, raise the standard, that, that kind of type of thing of what we needed to do to build the culture in our program. Um, so kind of continue to work with our leaders and see what's going to be the driving force of this season for us, of, of every football program seems to come up with their, their t-shirt or their bracelet or whatever, whatever gets you going, you know, but, uh, right now for me, my message has been, well, what's going to be different, right? We, we've, we've built this program up in, in four years here. We've been nine and two, like we spoke about earlier, two years in a row. What are you going to do differently to ensure that that's me as a coach, our assistant coaches that do a great job, our players, whoever it is, what are we going to do differently to get different results? And obviously it's a brand new football team and, uh, every year's different that you, you don't, like I, I, I think I mentioned, I, I think we're pretty good. I, I plan on being pretty good, but you got to play the games. Uh, so at the end of the day, wh- what are we going to do differently to continue to propel this football program for the guys that have been with us and have helped us achieve some of the success that we've had? Uh, and a lot of that is how can you be a better teammate? Uh, how can you be more accountable? Uh, how much more work can you do? Uh, how much more or what, what, what else can you sacrifice? Because Anything that's going to happen that's good, or especially winning a championship, you, you got to sacrifice something. So, what are you willing to sacrifice this summer to make sure that we ho- hopefully can win a couple more games instead of being the same, or win a conference championship, or whatever that case may be? Well, Coach, I am very excited to watch the Sun Conference unfold. Fortunately for me, I think it's going to unfold right in front of my eyes with with uh, three home Sun Conference football games that I'll get to personally watch. Um, and and put my voice to uh, next season for for Thomas, but um, you know I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of the the games as they progress and um, as as the Sun Conference continues to develop and and to get uh, more and more recognition that it is a really good football conference. There might not be a you know the most teams in the conference, but a great majority of those teams are actually really very good. No, absolutely. I, I think if you take our teams from, from one to, to the bottom here, and I know Thomas is just starting and look forward to, to them adding a new, a new flavor and a new team into the conference. And I know they've been doing a really good job up there so far, but uh, like I said, week in and week out, you can't take anybody for granted. Nothing's a gimme. And you, you better come and, and figure out how to play and, and put your best foot forward. So we're we're fortunate that way. And I think you've seen that with some of our teams that have made it in the postseason that you get through our conference, you're going to be prepared, be prepared to play at the national level and compete. So uh, I know we don't get up your way this year that we, we're, we don't have to make the real long trip. But if you want to jump on the bus or something for the last game of the regular season in November and, and head to South Florida, we'd We'd love to have you uh, come out and check us out down here, too. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast, presented by AdCraft USA. 
Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.